Welcome to the Providence Podcast. I'm Sister Leslie, and I'm so glad you're here. At Godspace, we have all kinds of ways to stay connected, from small groups to prayer events to community service. So be sure to check out our website and maybe even sign up for our weekly newsletter. And please be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The Providence Podcast is sponsored by the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky, an international community of Catholic sisters with a mission to be witnesses of God's providence. We place our trust in God as we care for God's people. Now, let's get started with our scripture reading and go from there. reading from the first letter of St. Peter. Beloved, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Always be ready to give an explanation to anyone who asks you for a reason for your hope. But do it with gentleness and reverence, keeping your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who defame your good conduct in Christ may themselves be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that be the will of God, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once, the righteous for the sake of the unrighteous, that he might lead you to God. Put to death in the flesh, he was brought to life in the spirit. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Always be prepared to give a reason for your hope. This line from Sunday's second reading gave me pause. What is the reason for my hope? And if I get really honest, do I always have hope? I mean, I consider myself to be a hopeful person, But then again, I sometimes mistake hope for optimism, which is not the same. There are a lot of difficult, even painful things happening around us right now. And there's no real cause for optimism, no reason to believe that without a lot of work and intervention, things might change. However, even amidst all of this, I believe there's cause for hope. So if hope is more than a feeling, what is it? We're not in Sunday school, but I'm going to throw in a little catechism anyway, partly just to remind myself what the Catholic faith teaches about hope. And if you're not Catholic, maybe you could share with me a little bit about what your denomination or faith tradition teaches. So Catholicism teaches that hope, along with faith and charity, are theological virtues that are, quote, infused by God into the souls of the faithful. They're the pledge of the presence and action of the Holy Spirit. Hope, along with faith and charity, orient us toward God and assure us that the Holy Spirit is present and acting within us. The Catechism goes on to say that, quote, the virtue of hope responds to the aspiration to happiness which God has placed into the heart of every person. 
So God has placed within the human heart a longing to be happy, and hope responds to that longing. I'm guessing the longing toward happiness is the same one that moves us toward God, who ultimately makes us happy and hopeful. The gift of hope pulls us toward the virtue of charity, too, because, like being close to God, being good to other people makes us happy. God has instilled within us the gift of hope, which moves us toward God, toward happiness, toward care of each other. I love the word infused when reflecting on hope. It makes me think of making a cocktail which might seem kind of weird, but just go with me for a second. (laughs) Years ago, I heard a really interesting interview on a local radio show called Amy's Table. It was an interview with a local mixologist named Molly Wellman. She described how to make a simple syrup to add to a cocktail to infuse it with that flavor. The infusion didn't take over the taste of the drink, but it added just a subtle note to every sip. I'm not much into cocktails, but I think that's such an apt metaphor for the virtue of hope. I might think I'm drinking life straight up, but like a fancy cocktail, there's a subtle infusion of hope with every sip. It might be indistinct at times, but it underlies every part of me. And God the skillful mixologist, is the one who infuses hope into my soul. I find this deeply reassuring. If hope is a gift and not a feeling, something that comes from God and not from my own strength, I can trust that hope is somewhere in me, even if I don't feel it. I might cover it up with other flavors like discouragement or fear or worry but it doesn't matter. Hope is still there, permeated all through me. Moving away from Sunday school to social work or psychology, researcher Brene Brown also has some helpful things to say about hope. She confirms that hope is not an emotion. In her book on emotions called Atlas of the Heart, She names hope as a cognitive process, not a feeling. She writes that, quote, Hope is forged when our goals, pathways, and agency are tested, and when change is actually possible. She asserts that hope can be learned. It develops within us when we struggle. Quote, Hope is a function of struggle. We develop hope not during easy or comfortable times, but through adversity and discomfort. Brene Brown also addresses the flip side of hope. Hopelessness happens when people don't feel like they have agency, that is, any ability to change circumstances, or when they don't have achievable goals that can move them forward. I think she's right. And what she says alarms me because I see a sense of hopelessness and despair creeping around a lot these days. I find it particularly troubling in younger people who are known for their soaring aspirations and wide goals. 
and I want soaring aspirations and wide goals for them, a sense that anything is possible and achievable. I mean, really, I want that for all of us. And yet here we are with a lot of despair. And I guess for me, that's why it's helpful to know that hope is both a gift and a practice. I try to dig down deep and trust that somewhere in me is a God-given aspiration to be happy and fulfilled. And not only that, God will direct me toward that happiness and fulfillment. Nowhere does it say that I won't struggle. In fact, I think Jesus said you're going to have to pick up your cross and walk. So God does not reassure me of a lack of struggle. In fact, as optimistic as I might sound sometimes, I do have plenty of struggles. There's just so much uncertainty about the future that stresses me out and moves me to a kind of activated, worried state. I know that God is somewhere in this, and I trust God, cognitively, if not emotionally. So this is where I take comfort in what Brene Brown says of hope. It comes from struggle. If I'm struggling, at least I'm building up hope, right? Also, although I can't predict the future, I do have some agency in how I respond. I can stay in the present moment and not fling my thoughts into an unknown future. I can do the things that help me to stay grounded. Prayer, exercise, gardening, connecting with friends and community. I can be kind to myself. I can be kind to other people. I can seek God's presence in my life. And God, who wants to be found, does tend to show up. I can acknowledge that everyone goes through times of difficulty and know that it's normal. Actually, optimism tells me that I should feel good all the time. But hope reassures me that it's okay to struggle. Rather than shaking up my hope, challenge builds it. Somehow that does help me to recognize the hope that's within me. God is the source of my hope, and God, my teacher and guide, shows me how to make a practice of hope. That's not the same thing as trying to manufacture hope within myself. It's more like seeking out the hope that God has already infused within me. I might not always taste it, but maybe I just need to refine my palate so I can identify the flavor of hope. Doing the things that stir up the hope that's in me. I can recognize that despair and anxiety don't come from God. And that when I drink those in, I'm not able to taste hope. It's there, though. Underneath whatever I dump into my glass, hope is still there. So that's the reason for my hope. God is the reason for my hope and my life full of everything it brings, both struggle and joy. Those all give me cause for hope. So, cheers to hope, my friends. May we open ourselves to it, drink it in, savor it, and enjoy this gift. Slante, sante, prost, and amen. To your health and to your hope.
now let's continue our reflection and maybe even go a little deeper. What is the flavor of hope like for you? What covers up your hope or pulls you away from it? And when hope feels far away, how do you stir it back up again? What helps you to notice the gift of hope? What makes you happy? Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you continue to stay connected with God's space and, of course, the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky. As you continue on your faith journey, may you notice all the ways that God cares for you, and may we all take good care of each other. Peace.